there's nothing quite as comforting as gathering around with mom friends and sharing stories. Stories have a way of making us feel better, and they're great reminders that no family is perfect, and that's okay. So join us as we share some stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm on podcast, Megan and Susan and Chloe and me, I'm Abby. We're all here together again to talk about some wonderful aspect of mothering and helping you become the best mom you can possibly be. So this week, talking about it's quitting time, right? <laughs> or not. Uh, Susan has this week's story. So the, I'm going to give three very small stories, all different examples of ways that we were trying to teach our children. You can't always control your circumstances. Sometimes you have to learn from them. So one example of not quitting was in sports when our kids, uh, and they did a lot of different sports, chose a sport, we asked them to commit to the season because you are taking somebody else's position on the team and the team needs you. And whether it's a good or bad situation, we're going to stick it out and we're going to learn from the situation. And that definitely happened. My son was on a team once where the coach was verbally abusive and um, it was bad. He wasn't abusive to our son. It was really to his own son, but he was, it was very hard to watch. Mm. It made not playing or practicing fun. And we stuck it out and we learned that this was going to be a situation we were going to investigate further before we got on any other teams, but he, he stuck it out. Another example was we've had a child um, who had a really bad teacher and a lot of people were asking to be taken out of the class and it was happening. And we said, no, you're going to learn how, because one day you're going to have a difficult boss. And so you have to learn to weather difficult situations in the best way possible and learn from it. Um, had a funny situation where a child was playing a sport and broke her arm. And um, I, I looked at, the, it was swimming. And I looked at the doctor and I said, you know, oh gosh, we're all going to still be at swimming every day. And, you know, she's just going to be watching and not burning off energy. And I said, you know, can't she swim with a broken arm if you put on a waterproof cast? And he goes, absolutely. Mm. And she swam the whole season. She did not have the best times, but that little pink cast going in and out of the water was, a, she had everybody cheering for her wow. all the time. Even the other team would be Is cheering for her. child part of this podcast? No, oh, no, 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 it was not Megan. <laughs> um, but in that situation, she was looking like, why do no, I just I, mean, I was bad regardless. <laughs> she didn't need the broken arm. Um, the broken yeah, arm I didn't need the broken arm to be bad. <laughs> but it was a great example of we're not going to quit because we're going to be there and you need the exercise. And you can still do this, the doctor says, and you're going to learn to, you're going to see it through, even though you're not going to feel good about your times, mm. you're in it just to be a part of the, the thing. So I think for us, it was just important for them to know that situations are going to happen where this isn't going to be what you thought it was, but you stick with it. And it was just, we were trying to teach our kids grit, mm -hmm. like hang in there, learn what you can, whether it's how not to treat people because the person that you're sitting under is um, not kind or doesn't adhere to our standard of how to love others well. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's did the well because certainly when you get in college, you don't get to pick your teachers. Mm -hmm. You often don't even get to pick your roommate. And um, in work, it becomes even less so. Yeah. Has anybody ever quit a, you know, activity, uh, anything, sport? Yes, I quit piano after how many years did I take eight years I, I think know. of piano I took and I just 
I am not musically gifted, just not. And so it was always such a struggle for me and I didn't love it. Uh, but I had begged to take lessons when I was younger. And finally, at a certain point, I don't know why, I don't remember why I was allowed to quit, but I was, but I did have to stick it out for a while before I was allowed to quit. Because there was the investment of the piano. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so she did yeah. it for a while, but it was clear. I think the reason we stopped it is because there were other things you were becoming more involved in. And that's often the case mm. when kids are younger. They We allowed our kids to experiment in lots of different sports or arts or whatever, hoping that when they hit that age of, you know, 12, they could narrow it down to one sport, one creative art, because really to do well now in high school to make a team, you got to be pretty focused. Yeah. Yeah. I recently asked somebody if he'd ever quit a job and he mentioned a job that he didn't go back to after like a semester of school was over and it was a semester long yeah. job. And it made me think about like these hobbies or activities. I mean, I never took piano, so I don't know how it works if there's like a, a season, but these hobbies or activities that don't really have an end date, they're just perpetual and they just keep going and going. So do you check in with your child periodically? Mm. Because there has to be a point where you can must allow them to stop the activity if they don't yeah. want to do it anymore. With piano, mm. there is because you have a scheduled time with the piano teacher and there's a recital and they usually break for the summer, at least our piano teacher. Sure. And then they start up again in the fall. So what is at that point, do you say, all right, how is this working out for you? Do you enjoy this? Is there something else you'd want to try? Yeah. And you know, on iMom, we used to even have an extracurricular, extracurricular, <laughs> extracurricular calculator <laughs> something because there is this weighing too with five kids of the expense yeah the, you know how how much is the costing how many activities are you doing what are your grades like because the academics came before extracurriculars and scheduling too. and scheduling uh and and yeah what is the potential for your future in this is this just fun yeah is it social or is it you know add is it for your physical, you know, we wanted our kids to be physically fit. Is it helping with that? So it's right. a lot of things. To so if you about. have a child that wants to quit, do you like, what do you ask him to do to really like think through it and, and not make a hasty decision with my well, boys? This was, Go ahead, th these were two things that I had to do that really made me think twice. Cause I'm such a people pleaser. I not only had to tell the piano teacher that after a certain mm. length of time, I was no longer going to continue, which like, crushed me because you know how do you tell someone like you don't want to do what what Especially their job is basically teacher. their profession <laughs> and then I also had to tell my grandmother who had paid for my lessons for years that I wasn't going to continue mm -hmm. and that was the worst because I felt terrible mm -hmm. yeah. do you make the depending on the age do you make the child tell the coach or the teacher himself that he's he wants to quit well with sports we didn't let them quit mid-season. Right. Now, when Marky got to high school, he in particular was told by his football coach, you have to choose. He was a sophomore. He said, you've got to choose football or basketball. You cannot move on in football if you're going to do basketball too. And that was really hard for him because he loved both. So in that case, it was the coach that kind of put put that in front of him. But with our boys, they always wanted to play so many sports that we would have a big discussion at the beginning of the year. Okay. What are you going to play? 
And which ones do you want to play the most? And are you playing just because your friends mm-hmm. want to or because it's really your favorite sport? So we made we made them really think about it. And they committed in the beginning of the year. It was kind of like, a, all right, it's fall. All right, what are you going to play in the fall? What are you going to play in the spring? What do you want to get really good at? Yeah, I think that to to say to a child, like we had a conversation, Chloe, recently with somebody who said, you know, our family, we're not quitters. We don't quit, which is a great attitude. But to just say we don't quit blanket statement, I don't I think you're missing out on a chance to kind of dig in a little bit deeper and have a conversation with them about, well, why do you want to quit? Yeah, because I'm not playing. Okay, well, maybe this is not your year to play or what are the other you don't want to be the bench rider who's the cheerleader for everybody else. But that's an important role. You know, like there are different positions that you serve on a team well and we've talked about this story before but that was Megan's situation as a varsity swimmer um, in high school is her role in the team was really um, caring and nurturing for the freshman swimmers Mm. Um, it really it it wasn't it wasn't like were you contributing Megan to the win uh yes of course (laughs) I was the most fun I was the most fun captain on the team I was the worst swimmer but the most fun I believe it so we talked about her position and she was honored for that at the end of the day uh I think quitting to me is different when quitting to me was in the middle of a season Mm -hmm. if you give up a sport in between seasons like forever like Marky gave up baseball you know, he decided he was going to focus on basketball and lacrosse and football. Uh, that's not quitting baseball. Right. He mm. he finished the season and assessed and said, I'm moving forward with these sports. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next thought, which is when a child wants to quit, I think parents have to check their own motivations because mm-hmm. sometimes you've invested a lot in your mm-hmm. child to become yes. In AAU soccer, like a club soccer player, or you get put on the travel team or whatever. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, you're not quitting. We've invested too much in this. And at this point, you're not going to make it in another sport. Like, that's probably not the right reason Mm -hmm. to not let your kids quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chloe, I know you've mentioned that you were at a point like ready to give up soccer. Yeah. So, well, first I had a, a situation similarly to like what you share with Marky where I was actually a really um, like skilled cheerleader. And I because I was a gymnast for a long time and I could you do her- the herky? Yeah. Herky. Forget it. Could you do a backflip? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to pick like the most dated sounding. Yeah. I could I had tumbling experience and I loved cheerleading so much, but I got to a point where I needed to pick either soccer or cheerleading. And honestly, like I I was at the point where I could do both collegiately. But for me, like and I'm really thankful because my parents really sat me down like, you have to pick one or the other. And they asked me a bunch of questions. And the thing that it came down to was the friends that I made through soccer were just way better friends to me than mm. the ones at cheerleading. And it was just, it was a really catty group of girls. Like, no, I didn't have any good friends on the squad. And soccer girls, I had some really good friends. And I'm so, so thankful because, you know, just my experience of playing collegiate soccer was great. Now, my senior year of college, I didn't play a lot. I played a lot my sophomore and junior year. And then my senior year, we had some really, really talented girls come in. So my playing time decreased significantly. And I definitely at times wanted to give up. But my parents were like, you are about to do four years of college soccer. And and that's that's what you say is about you or is it about the team winning? So you have to kind of learn that. I have to say one of my kids was not that interested in sports, Mm -hmm. my little pink cast swimmer. And, uh, (laughs) and, and, And so it, early on, we started looking at, okay, 
what is at your high school that mm. you can get involved in? Yeah. You know, because that's, to me, the goal. Very few kids like you, Chloe, go on to play college right. sports. Yeah. And so really what you're looking for is, okay, what 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 are you working on that can be something exciting for yeah. you to participate in in high school and have friends? Yeah. And for Emily, it was, it was chorus. They had mm. a huge chorus. They did all these shows. She loved it. She ended up being a, an officer in the in the chorus wow. and traveling the country, actually. Yeah. And I think that when seasons come where the kid loves the sport, but maybe they're not playing as much or maybe, you know, there's some sort of change that they're not okay with. There are so many valuable lessons to learn in being a part of a team mm -hmm. and being, you know, in chorus, like in a theater troupe, whatever you're doing, where you're not the star, you're the support role. Like such valuable character qualities are developed during mm -hmm. that. So it's like... It's really, I don't believe that's wasted time as long as the kid is no. digging deep and enjoying it. So it, what if it's a little more complicated than that? Um, I'm thinking about like when I was in seventh grade, maybe eighth grade, I sang in the choir. Nice. Um, Let's hear a sample. It, nope. Because <laughs> um, Chloe's going to beat you on that one too. That <laughs> superstar, singer, cheerleader. Oh, hey, Chloe. Sports, singing. You what can't you do, Chloe? Oh my gosh. I do it all. So I got made fun of by other kids who like, because at that point, like choir was cool in like third or fourth grade, mm. but by eighth grade, there was like three of us left. And so I got made fun of and I asked my mom, I was like, can I quit? And she said, no, I had to keep going. And so it's like when you're getting made fun of, or like you said, there were catty girls, like yeah. when it socially becomes a difficult thing, it's a lot harder to tell your kid they have to stick with it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm hmm. Nobody has any words of wisdom for that. Like, I don't yeah, think right, I had hard. any kids yeah, being made fun of for what they were doing. Did you stick um, it out? I did. I went all the way to the end. What did you learn from that? Um, I can't really sing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that was the funny thing, too. I really wasn't that good. But you either. have a good voice. You sound really good on the mic. I, right. Yeah. No, I played the tambourine. They got me the tambourine. Wow. To, yeah, wow. Very contemporary. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely learned all the basic lessons of you know what, you're going to do things that aren't popular, mm. but do you enjoy it? And I did. I did yeah. like it. So it definitely was a character building experience, blah, blah, blah. I think the biggest thing is to walk through your kids in the decision-making mm. process in a way that helps them handle future processes. Yeah. Whether, you know, they're struggling and not playing. I mean, oh my goodness, we just went on a family first retreat. And during the exercise when we had to, we were doing a ropes course, they said, no, some of you may not feel comfortable. That's okay. You can, you can belay mm -hmm. or you can cheer. Yeah. There's opportunity to participate in everything and just be a part of the team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to push back here. Of course, there's a book, Enough As She Is by Rachel Simmons, a book about self-worth and building up your child's self-esteem. And she said, adolescence is a period marked by difficult transitions and the choice to change course, drop out, and yes, quit with the right support and reflection can be a spectacularly brave act of self-respect. So the idea is if your child quits, if you allow your child to strategically quit, um, they prove they are maybe not a people pleaser or they embrace a spirit of exploration or... Um, they might be more willing to embrace something new if they know that they have the chance to walk away from mm -hmm. something they don't enjoy. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's fine. Again, in 
like I said, if you commit to a team and you take somebody else's position, you've got to commit to the team. You've got to wait to the end to quit or move on to something else because that's just not fair. You need to think long and hard before you enter into a commitment. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, in this situation, like when my son was playing baseball and the one coach was so harsh and just it was painful to watch. There was a line that my husband and I discussed if this coach crossed it, we were going to sit our son down and say, you are going to quit. Mm. And that was, you know, if it, if it got just more violent, if he said anything like what he was saying to his son, to our son. So, you know, for, for our son's self-esteem and understanding of just difficult people, there is a point where you don't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you have to look at it by situation, but it depends on their commitment. Um, I think it's fine to walk away from something that you've tried and say, not for me yeah. or not the right friends for me. Yeah. I want to get involved in another group for friendships because most of the things we do at this age are really for the friendships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we have a great article about strategic quitting for moms. So when, you know, if you have just too much going on, how you can, you know, make that decision of what you're going to let go of and, you know, playing to your strengths, setting priorities, and then letting go of this thing that maybe you've been doing for a long time or this expectation that you had, like, I really want to be the best homeroom mom, but that's not, that is not what I'm good at. And that is not where I find joy. And so you have to let it go. Yeah. One thing I feel like I would be that I feel like our, our society today is kind of lost a little bit that we need to get back is, is not giving up on relationships so easily. Mm-hmm. I feel like in today's day and age, I don't know if it's due to social media or, or, or people feeling like their way is the right way, or I don't know. I, I just feel like sometimes people give up on relationships too easy instead of trying to work through a problem or disagreement. And so it just, I've had situations recently where things have gone wrong, but I have such great friends and I feel like our relationships are even stronger now because we worked through them instead yeah. of just parting ways. And you learned that lesson when, Megan? I have no idea. You tell me. When you weren't allowed to quit a boyfriend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think this yeah, is another me. episode. Yeah, yeah, don't give up, not, Megan. Don't. <laughs> Megan committed to a relationship and I wouldn't let her uncommit herself. Until? Until time passed because it would have reflected poorly on him. Mm, mm. There's another and so we set a date. <laughs> we set a date and she had to work through the friendship until he felt like they were a friendship too because of you know, just action she was taking. And it was a mutual thing because we're we're just not going to burn bridges. She entered into it without thinking about it. And therefore she had to see it through. It was a great lesson, but yeah, probably the only mother in history that didn't let her daughter break up with somebody. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. All right. If you want to work on perseverance with your kids, it is one of the character traits of our calendar, which is a whole bunch of different um, ways to build character in your kids. It's actually for May, but it doesn't have to be May for you to start working on mm. perseverance. We have these really fun little download uh, printables and um, a calendar where each day you can have a little sticker to mark if your child has shown perseverance. Um, and I'll link to that in the show notes. And also there we'll post a question about letting your child quit. We would love to know if you've ever done it and like you thought it really worked for you. Um, we'd love to have your feedback on that. So check out the show notes for the link to the email. And thanks for listening. I didn't mention any names, Megan. 
Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.